for the privilege, the opportunity uh, for inviting Glenn and I to come share in this service with the church. Um, we grew up around here, and uh, I guess probably pestered the few that lived here at that time. I think we were like the third or fourth family to build here when we took the cattle gate down right here on the corner. And they opened it up. Wasn't nothing but cow trails out here. And... Uh, which I liked it because I could sneak one of my brother's cars and just go like I wanted to. But uh, it is a privilege, and I know that Glenn and I have been looking forward to being with you and praying about it and praying that God's will would be done in all things. And uh, I would ask that you continue to pray that God would be with us and use us as he sees fit. Uh, pray for souls to be saved. Uh, and we don't never know when that may happen. I mean, a seed may be planted, and then it will be watered. But never forget as a church that God gives the increase. You can't call a pastor to save souls. God does the saving. Man does the planting, the watering, the cultivating of the field. But the word of God must be presented the Spirit of God must do the conviction. Without the Spirit, no man can be saved. You don't get saved at your time. You get saved at God's time. And God loves all, doesn't he? The whole world. And if you have your Bible this morning, I invite you to find John chapter 14 or the gospel according to John chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 3, uh, 1 through 3 and then verse 6. I may have got that wrong on there. But I'm going to include 1 through 3 and verse 6. Then I want you to find the book of Acts chapter 1. I'll give the scriptures to you again. And uh, I've prayed for God's directions on what he would have me to speak. So many times we try to... Uh, I need a song book. Glenn, bring me a red one. So many times we try to, to preach what we want to preach. And it doesn't work, folks. I can recall a time that 
I got in the pulpit and I wasn't prepared. Before that service was over, Brother Don, I was wanting out of there. And I hurried it up. And I called on, I didn't give him a day, I just called on somebody to dismiss. And lo and behold, a man and a woman, husband and wife, said, Brother Griffith, before we pray, can, can we join y'all's church? said, praise God. <laughs> God took my mess, my failure, and used it for his glory and added to the church. And I promised the Lord that I did never want to get in that predicament again. And I've tried my best not to. Glenn said some things about the church, and one of the things I want to share with you is that through Dad's ministry, there were 67 men who surrendered to preach. When they built this building, or they began, he tried to borrow the money here around Clute, Texas. Come to find out he couldn't. Some of the men of the other churches worked at some of these banks and they tried to block it. And they wouldn't loan the money. God gave him a name through someone in Bay City, Texas. He went over there. He began to talk to the president of the bank. Told him what he wanted and what he was wanting to do. The man said, Dan, you're either the craziest man in the world are you a man of faith like I have never seen before? He loaned them the money to build this building. And if you think God can't work situations out, you better think again. All right, hurriedly. I don't want to hold you too long, but I'm going to finish before you eat. And uh, Lord willing, I want to speak to you this morning concerning the subject of when Jesus went up into heaven. And I want you to think about that as I try to present some things that are very important to us as God's children. And even to the lost. <clears throat> but in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, the scripture says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus, would have told you. 
the disciples. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, folks, that's for saved people. The lost ain't going to go. Jesus is talking to his disciples before he goes up into heaven. Verse 3 says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I want you to hang on to that. And receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. Now go to verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, Jesus. Go to Acts chapter 1. We find in the words, I'm just going to read verses uh, 6 through 11. There we find the words when they, therefore, were come together. They asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? (coughs) He said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the season." which the Father hath put in his own power. All these people running around here telling you when Jesus is coming, they don't know. You better mark it down. They don't know. But you better be prepared if he does come. But ye shall receive power, speaking to his church after that the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. When he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up. A cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up in to heaven. This same Jesus, not another, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Where's our hope? It's in the coming of Jesus Christ. When Jesus went up into heaven, 
We find that both of these passages speaks of him going away, the going away of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Then he says he was taken up into heaven. And when Jesus went into heaven, folks, he left some things. Not only for his children and or his church, but for all men. Most assuredly, he left for his children those who have put their faith and trust in him many things and promises. Now, when Jesus went up into heaven, he left a church purchased with his blood. The church began as he began to call them out on the shores of Galilee. And at this point, I want to encourage you that if you've never studied the Baptist way book by Benham Bogard, if you have never studied the book Concerning the trail of blood, you need to do so. And if you want a church that's going to stand for truth through the troublesome times, it's going to have to be built upon the rock that Jesus built on. God help us to never compromise to gain number. Jesus said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And folks, we all want to see souls saved. But we don't want to do it through emotionalism. We don't want to do it uh, our way and leave God's way out because he is the one that gives the increase. I'll tell you, you and I both can get people in the church, but you're going to have to compromise the truth to do it. To be honest with you, as a pastor of churches over the years, and still preaching today, I'd rather have a faithful few than a dump truck load of them that don't stand for nothing. Yes, I want to see them saved. And you also want that baby of yours to grow into maturity, don't you? Uh -huh. You know, a church has to grow as well. And you are the church. Those who are members. This building is not the church. This building could burn down. 
and the church could still meet out there under that oak tree. In fact, we've had some services under the tree. But let us remember that when Jesus went up into heaven, he left the church, a church of which he said, had the authority to preach the kingdom of heaven. He gave it to his church, folks. He gave it to no other organization in the world. He gave it to no other people in the world. Told his church that I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. What does the keys represent? Brother Paul, if I give you them keys out there, what does that do? It gives Brother Paul the authority to go out there and get in my automobile. But you can give them back because I just got that automobile. <laughs> but Jesus gave that authority, folks, to his church. And he commanded his church to occupy till I come. When did he come? That's what we're going to talk about here a little bit. That's where he went up into heaven so he could come. Huh? All right, he left the church. The church ought to be loved by every member. I don't want that boy to open the ball. Somebody want me to watch the clock. I don't want to watch it. All right. The Bible doesn't present the church as a universal body. Hear me today. Hear me today. Nor do I believe the universal church theory. But in a local, tangible, visible body. Of Christ. The church Christ died for, folks, is still in existence today. When he went up into heaven, he left his church. Follow me now. One but one. That was the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that he established. As he called out his disciples on the shores of Galilee and told them to follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Today, there are many of his churches in the world. And we, you people here are not the only church in the world. But there are many of God's churches in the world. That's why churches ought to support missions that other churches can be born. She's always referred to in the feminine aspect, the church is, because she is to give birth to other churches. But let us notice something else. 
It still exists today. Such promises have been made to the church that I will be with you always. Matthew 28, 19, unto the end of the world or age. Secondly, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I've seen all hell break loose inside some church meetings. But Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Look, I've seen God kill people because they was battling and fighting against the things that the church was trying to do. Don't tell me God can't deal with you. Because he can. We are to love one another as the lesson brought out this morning. And we are to seek together to accomplish God's will, not my will. You get your will out of the picture. It's God's will that we are to follow. You say, why is that, preacher? Because you were saved with a price. And that price was the blood of Jesus Christ. And when we become saved, we become ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, you no longer belong to yourself. You belong to me because you've been purchased with my blood. God help us to realize that we can work together. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And he also said that ye are the light of the world. Ye are the salt of the earth. Ye are the pillow and the ground of truth. Take the churches out of the world. How much truth you got? Buddy, you ain't going to get it from the politicians. They ain't going to tell you the truth about nothing. Or if we never tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what's going to happen later on? You're going to stand before God guilty. 
that that child died without the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. You parents are in charge of your children. Your children are not in charge of you. You better get that in your noodle. We want them all to have a good time. Amen. We love them. And we want them to feel like that they can be free to do certain things. But moms and dads, we've got to learn to say no on some things. If you don't, it's going to grow up and get you. Heard a sermon one time. Brother Paul probably knows, Glenn, Brother Brooks brought one on little foxes and tender grapes. Did you know you can kill the big foxes that destroy the grapes? But if you don't kill them baby foxes that grow up to be big foxes, you're not getting to the root of the problem. Same thing, true. In our children's lives. I guarantee you I've had some little foxes killed in mine. When daddy got through. Yeah. But these promises were made to the church. This distinguishes the Lord's church from any and everyone who calls themselves a church in our Age. Yeah. Being the light of the world, the salt of the earth, the pillar of the ground, the truth, the church of Christ died for. I'm going to tell you, he didn't die for all these worldly churches that are popping up out here. You better hear me this morning, folks. We studied about the old devil and the power that he's got this morning. And, buddy, he's getting in people's mischief. He's leading them astray. God said, I give the keys or the authority unto the church. And I'll tell you something else. Preachers don't have that authority. But I go further than that. The deacons don't have that authority either. It is the authority that belongs to the church. Every member has a vote. Amen? That's the democratic way. The way God set it up. Jesus promised to return for his church one day, did he not? You know who the bride is? His church he loved and that he died for, Ephesians 5, 25. <laughs> Secondly, when Jesus went up into heaven, he left a commission to be carried out. He didn't leave the church here unprepared or not knowing what to do. He gave them a commission, a commission to be carried out. A church is a group of called out, saved, baptized believers covenanted together to carry out that commission. 
Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, you will find that to be so. And we find here that the commission was to go. It wasn't to sit around. It wasn't to get saved and not do nothing. You know what? When, when I asked God uh, to add to the church, I also pray that when you do, Lord, help them to be an asset to this No, you can be an asset or you can be a liability. I said that one time there at uh, Liberty at Blodgett, the lady come out after the service, she said, God may use some things to teach us a lesson. He may use some things to strengthen us as his children. And so we have to be careful uh, uh, about those things. Then we notice something else. The commission was to go, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That the lost might hear. Hear what? What they want to hear? Tell me a story. Tell me something that I like. Tell me something I feel good. They might hear the truth. That the Spirit may convict, convince, Convert and draw them to Christ and save their hell-bound souls. I know people don't like to talk about hell. Folks, it's real. It's real. Just as real as Jesus is and the promises that he made. 
when he went up into heaven. Left the church, left the commission. The church might continue to grow and prosper, bringing glory unto the Father. Not getting my way. Glorifying God in what we do. Then we notice that when Jesus went up into heaven, he left the promise of his spirit to come. Left the church, left the commission, and he said, I'm going to send the comforter unto you. Did he not? It is the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit are one and the same. I just prefer the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke to his disciples concerning the coming of the Spirit, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. In John, Chapter 16. Let's turn there and read on some scriptures here. Now I'm, I'm getting close. There we find the words in John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus is speaking. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away... The Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Did he depart? Scripture said as he went up into heaven, the same Jesus is going to send the Comforter in his stead. See, when Jesus was on earth, he could be 40 different places at one time in, in the flesh. I would not say that he didn't know what was taking place out there because he was God. But through the Spirit, God can be everywhere and in the hearts of man throughout the world. The Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When you come to the uh, understanding of all that, come share it with me. There's one God. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God and Father of all. And that's what the Scripture says. And he accepted by faith in God They must have faith to look for his return. Because this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. <clears throat> but the Holy Spirit uh, in, in, in that. And if you read on the next few verses, you find that, uh, and when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, 
of sin because they believe not on me. Where's the world at today? They believe not on God. My friend, every child of God ought to believe on God. Or you probably better check up on things. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot hear them now. Why couldn't they hear? They couldn't understood. You know, in this in this Bible, we only have what God wants us to have. But I read. times of trouble. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, and I'm bringing it down, 1 in verse 5, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. As you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. God didn't leave us empty-handed. When he went up into heaven, he left the things that we needed. And we are to uh, occupy until he comes and take care of his business in, by, and through a New Testament church. Then we see that he left a promise that he would come again. I read that in John 14. I will come again and receive you. Who's he going to receive? Those who are saved and 
working in, by, and through his church that he might get the glory. Oh, they're popping up with motorcycle churches. They're popping up with cowboy churches. They're popping up with this and that and the other. Uh, I don't find none of them in the Word of God. Give you a thousand dollars if you can find them. I'll let you use my life. It is turkey Jesus died for. That are standing for truth. That are exalting Jesus Christ and bringing glory to the Father. Folks, we're not doing that. We fall in short. We fall in short. And so when Jesus went up into heaven, not only did he leave the promise that he was coming again to receive his own, and I'm closing now. When he went up, he left a way whereby all men could be saved. Folks, I want to share with you today that God loves you. He loves the world. And he loved you so much that he gave his son to die in your place on the cross of Calvary. You know, you know what that's all about? When I accept the Son as my personal Savior and what He did through His death, burial, and resurrection, but it didn't stop there, Brother Paul. It was included His ascension up into heaven until God says, Go get my children. Amen. And He's coming back for them, baby. He's not going to leave us here. He's coming back for them. Some will pass through death. Some will be right. Those who are must know the Lord in their heart. Must know the Lord in their heart. If there were any doubt in your mind, I pray that you would consider some of the things that I have said this morning. Paul said, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. No, you can't help God save you. God must do the saving. You're the clay. God is the potter. And he puts it together and makes and shapes you like he wants you to be. I know I run from God seven years. I didn't want to preach. But he wanted me to preach. And thank God he's been with me since I have surrendered to his will. And the reason I did is because I learned that you can't fight God and live a normal life. But it'd mess you up. It'd mess you up bad. So I asked God. I walked that aisle, sitting right there where that gentleman is.
and told God, if that's what you want, Lord, here I am. Not knowing where the next cent would come from or if I'd have another job or anything else. But I ain't done without a grain of salt, my friend. And God's blessings just keep pouring down. So if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, Believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Who raised up Jesus? God did. He raised up Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made under salvation. Folks, you trust the Lord. God don't want you to stay silent. He wants you to tell somebody. Amen. Glenn, let's have a stanza of some song. I don't know what.